0: Alright guys, it's still pretty cold out here, but it's getting better. Today, we're going to do some more plying on this um, great wheel. So, uh, last week and the week before, I plied. Um, and let me show you what we got the week before, last so episode, I think uh, 168, we were plying this stuff and it came in uh, looking really nice. We got maybe 250 yards, and uh, came together really good. I like it a lot. But then last week, episode 169, we switched to this stuff, and it's a better fiber. It's like a softer stuff, more contemporary. Like uh, we just um, sheared this off of our sheep recently, and uh, it's pretty soft and really supple. I like it as well, but it's probably at 180 yards. Now, something that you haven't seen me work on, but I did over this weekend, was I plied a couple um, spindles that I had been spinning at work. So, my cousin has Katahdin sheep, and uh, they don't collect the wool. And I tried to talk them into collecting the wool. They said, well, we got some down on a fence post that that I found on the ground. And I said, "I'll, I'll take it. So, we went down, got this thing that looked like a felt toupee because uh, it came off the sheep and they had kind of uh, mashed into the ground with their hooves and stuff but at least he picked it up put it on the fence post and let it air out and so when I got it like I said it had been felted a bit by the elements and stuff but I went ahead and washed it which uh, broke it up a lot which made it nice and then I had to uh, put it through the picker. Now, the picker didn't do much except tear it into shreds because it was kind of gripped to itself more than it was sturdy enough to withhold being broke. So it kind of, the picker shredded it. Um, that's okay because then once I carted it into kind of a fluffy c- cloud, I had a really short staple length because most of this was broken. But I was still able with long draw to do a little bit of a thicker um, yarn, but it would hold together. And then I did, of course, uh, two ply it so I wouldn't have to deal with um, it breaking as a single. Well, I'm getting to the end of that, and so I'm only halfway done with the hat. This is a cable knit, knit hat. Um, Six cables around, and uh, it's really nice. It's very heavy. Um, When I get this back to them, they're really going to enjoy the wool, and uh, hopefully that'll lead to them uh, collecting it uh, preventatively, like taking it off the sheep um, before it's hanging on the ground and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you'd be amazed at the transformation this went from as a, like a solid mass of felt to a uh, clean, like felted mass of wool to a uh, broken shredded uh, mass of wool prep and then carted into, you know, bats and spun on a long draw with a great wheel. But uh, it got us here and this is, this the wool's pretty sturdy, it's going to hold together, it's going to be really warm too. But anyways, uh, I've been spinning that at work, um, and I had a couple spindles of that. And so this weekend, after I got done finishing both, um, both two plies that you had already seen me spin on the show, I went ahead and put those two uh, quills on as well and finished that one. And then I've been knitting on it this week. So those are the three things that I did over the weekend. And uh, I'm getting really excited. I think this one that I did on episode 168, I'm going to use triple thick. It's already a two-ply, but I'm already, I'm going to maybe use it triple thick. I might only use it double thick, but I'm going to use a, a huge hook and do a single crochet hat. I've done one of those previous. I'll have to show you on next week's show, but, uh, when you're crocheting it it's leaving big holes but this yarn is so fluffy and using two plies the way it works is it fills that in and by the time you're done with it and certainly once it's been worn a little bit like that's all filled in and it's just a lofty crocheted hat that's really nice so that's my plan for this i don't have any plans for this maybe give it to my wife and let her knit something because uh, they're her sheep too so that'd be great Today, we're going with two nondescript quills that I had spun at some time from our sheep. And uh, I'm not even sure if they're from the same sheep. Uh, One could be Catherine and the other Bianca or vice versa. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to spin these together. And it's only going to give me about 80 yards. But, uh, I don't know, that might be enough to finish another product that's already started with their wool. So, let's get it on the wheel first of all we got to set this up so we'll take this drive band off set it here we will loosen oh no that's wrong we'll loosen the wing nut on the axle of the drive wheel so we can take off the wing nut and the two fender washers We will set those on the arm of the chair as well. Put the drive wheel on the ground so that we can scissor out this frame. Once we got that frame out, we can put it down. Put a washer on the axle bolts and uh, Slide that in. Oh, I forgot to mention also last week because of the extreme cold. We were having a lot of the wax crawl out of the uh, axle because it was solidifying because of the extreme cold. But then turning it made it climb those threads and come out the front. It was kind of weird. I'd never seen it do that before. And uh, I did go ahead and pull that, re-wax it. And then use it again at uh, room temperature, and there wasn't any issue. So that's just something to look at when you're gonna be when you're gonna be dealing with cold situations, or if you notice that wax coming out the front, you know, don't be alarmed. Just because uh, the reason that's happening is because it's becoming a solid state and doesn't lubricate as well at that point. It coats pretty well but it doesn't lubricate as well because uh, this wax does two things. It coats like the hole that um, the axle goes through that lets the wheel spin and it solidifies and becomes hard but that makes it a really slick surface which is nice because that's something we need on here. But then it also, the wax doesn't grip to itself well so, the, all the leftover wax just really um, lubricates it to where it'll move freely inside of there. Okay. Now we'll run this um, single through the inside of the lower bar and the outside of the upper bar because these are brake bars for those singles. Same thing on this side. And then when we pull them together, we'll be able to go ahead and add just a little counter twist with our fingers uh, S-twist and then that'll start our leader that we can hook to the wheel and have going. Alright, so now we're on there. We'll add twist to what's in our hand Then we'll wind on and be ready to go. I think I need this out just a little further. We're up and running. This is great. By the way, I don't mind... Uh, plying yarn on my deck because I have the same plying spindle with that great big two and a half inch wide cog and a, uh, 11 inch, like room for an 11 inch, uh, quill. But, um, I really enjoy this wheel. Now on the deck, of course, you got both hands to keep that, those lines free and separated. Um, so maybe you could go faster because you're treadling away and you don't have to stop because you've got that second hand to like keep things free. Um, you'll notice that, uh, quite a few times last week I would break free with this hand to help straighten the fiber and of course that's not necessary on the dodeck because your, um, hand's already free. And when I say dodeck, I mean the dodeck or collegiate or porter wheel whatever you're using to ply, because uh, as long as you have a treadle, you have two hands-free. But I said all that to state that I don't know if I'll go with a treadle wheel. I really enjoy this hand-cranked plying experience. And uh, a lot of it comes down to... um, where you have that lazy Kate, You need it kind of evenly positioned between the tip of your spindle and where your hand eventually ends up. Because you don't want to pull back like a yard. Well, let's say it was up here, like right under the, the tip of the spindle. Um, so if our lazy Kate's there, I'm pulling back a yard to get to here to ply. But that's even more than a yard from the ground back to your hand and then when you come forward to wind on then you've got a little more than a yard that now is like laying back on top of itself and can spin up and stuff. Now if you place it halfway um, then when you pull forward to let it wind on it'll pull out. much of it as it's going to pull out then when you're coming back it doesn't pull any more out because you never get over that distance it was only halfway there and now it's halfway past and uh, you add your twist and as you're coming forward again um, you still have that halfway slack so a lot of times if it's halfway between where your spindle tip is and where your arms gonna wind up um, it doesn't not up at all, which is really nice, because you just keep tension on it the whole time. You guys can maybe hear from my voice that I'm not completely well, I'm sure a lot of you aren't completely well at this time of year, but there's not a whole lot of setup for spindle spinning. so. There was nothing to keep me from going ahead and putting a little bit of this on video since uh, the only time I'm wasting working on this today is literally the time it took to sit down and uh, be recorded. Because as soon as I get up I'll be done. There's nothing to put up or put away or any of that and that's nice. Yeah, this is running really nice, because the weather is more, um, I don't know what you would call it, when it's more agreeable, less inclement. I probably am going to have to call it quits soon, though, because I'm feeling a strong desire to cough, and I don't want that to be on the audio, me coughing and hacking into the, uh, whoop. Into the recording, so yeah, it's close. Boop. I also love your uh precision with a hand crank wheel, you can take just a little bit off or put a little bit back on, it's really nice. Now I will say, and something else that's adding to me not having a whole lot of rat tails to deal with today, is that this fiber has set on these quills for quite a while, which means the twist is set in them. So when this yarn's coming off, it doesn't have a whole lot of uh, twist in it that's trying to counter twist and causing those rat tails, which is understandable. Um, now I don't usually like to do that. What I like to do is get the singles spun and then immediately ply them together and get them off of the uh, quills so they have all that natural bounce working against itself. The uh, counter twist from the uh, singles working against the counter twist from the plying um, all of it holding the tension in there and making a fluffy yarn that really allows you to knit lofty projects, um, if done quickly, from when the uh, wool came from the fleece the way it was, got cleaned, prepped, spun, and knit all within a couple days time. You really have a charged yarn in that project and you really have a lot of loft and uh, it's fun to see how that develops with wear. And that's usually my deal, but that's not what we're doing today. Anyways, I'm going to stop it here, and uh, hopefully the weather and the time of year is finding you well. The holidays are over, except for uh, Valentine's Day, and uh, yeah, we all have that to look forward to. (laughs)